It's not the cement. It's not the pews, the walls. It's not the design. It's not the building. What makes this holy ground is the presence of God. Wherever we are, wherever we go, is holy ground. But tonight we specifically have come to gather in His presence in unity. As we continue to worship and we pray for the lost, let's thank Him. Thank Him for their salvation tonight. Father, we give you honor and glory. Halfway around the world, they're sleeping right now. But tonight when we're sleeping, somebody will be awake. You've designed this globe to where somebody's praising you 24 hours a day. We thank you that we have that opportunity now. As we continue to praise you, we continue to bow our spirits before you. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your grace and for your love that endures forever. We thank you, Lord, you're there to guide us, to direct us, to lead us. And tonight we lift the lost before you. For somebody at one time lifted us until we came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Father, tonight we're going to lift our family and friends, that co-worker and the neighbor. Lord, we're going to lift the one you're going to allow us to meet and pray with this week. And we're going to thank you, God, as we continue to plant the seed that the Holy Spirit's going to water and they're coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, tonight we thank you we claim them into the heavens. We praise you for their salvation before we even see it. Father, again tonight, we take time to thank you for our bishop and Dr. Cheryl. Our pastors, our overseers. Lord, for how they direct us as a congregation. We ask tonight the word you laid upon their heart. Let it be fresh and new. And when they prepare to come shortly and present it, God, open. I ask our ears to be open and our spirits to receive it. Lord, I pray a blessing upon them tonight. As they oversee a network touching many countries. Lord, we pray this year for growth in the network, not for numbers, but for more opportunities to win the lost. When we lift our fellow EAC members, the chaplains, students of Destiny School of Ministry, the various ministries within inside the four walls of this church. God, we ask this year to be greater increase, greater than before. For we're about doing your work. And once again, we bring to you Apostle and Sister C, Dr. Garner, we thank you. God, for the years and years and years and years they poured out. We ask you to touch and strengthen them tonight. And again, we give you the remainder of the service. We ask you, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Let us walk out different tonight than we came in. Let us walk out knowing that we've been in the presence of God on holy ground. Tonight we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.
Good evening, live stream family. So glad you're with us. Amen. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. Because we want to reach the ends of the earth, amen, with the gospel. So that's a good thing. Let us pray tonight. Can you just sense and feel his presence? I can just yeah. sense the presence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Father, I thank you for those that you've gathered tonight. Those that you've brought forth to hear your word tonight. Blessed the hearers that do, that apply the word tonight. Father, bring increase to their lives. Bring change. And make a deposit within them. Tonight. I pray these things. In the name of Jesus. Yeshua Hamashima. Amen. Amen. Have you ever wondered what God wants out of you every day I, I shared this message about four years ago but a little different you ever say what does God want out of me every day and I want to see it clearly in the Bible not your interpretation Dr. Jerry or Dr. Cheryl not what you think is good for me what does the Bible say I need to do daily not when you feel led. Not when you have the time. Not I should, but I don't have the time right now. What does God require out of me every day? I want to see it clearly in the scriptures, in the Bible. Not, well, maybe tomorrow I have time. I just don't feel comfortable right now. I don't have a peace right now. And what happens a lot of times is we disobey the word because it's not comfortable for us. The person that you say, it may not be comfortable, but it's always right. So I want to know what God wants me to do Every day of my life. How about you? Let's look at it in the word. And we have to realize we have to change our mindset. To one that lines up with the word. And then we'll reap the blessings of the Lord. Amen. We look at what he does for us. And what we should do daily. Amen? Amen. Sure, I know you got a few things to say. So say on. No, I don't. There's some things I would like to ask of you daily to do for me. Okay, Psalm 68. Oh, look at this. 19. Let's look at Psalm 6819. Say daily. daily. This is a bit. This is all in the King James Version. You can study in other versions. But. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Say, load me with benefits. Load me with benefits. Daily he does this. But when you look at that word benefits it also translates he helps us with our burdens mm. or he helps us with our troubles now how about that how many of you thank god daily he's on it <laughs> that there's nothing that can touch you that hasn't gone past god first did you believe that See, we, amen, amen, but 
Sometimes we think God's out to lunch or something when we're going through. But remember, he's in absolute control. He didn't wake up this morning and say, oh my God, look what they're going through. Do we, do we get that? Because he uses everything that touches you to build you, to grow you up. Does that make sense? All right. Say daily, fill the blank, there is benefits. Say benefits. Helps you carry your burdens. Amen? The second one, Matthew 6. 30, Matthew 6, 11. 11. You know, I'll know this one. Give say us daily. this day, our daily, say daily. daily. Daily bread, say daily bread. Every day, we need to pull on him for our daily bread, our daily spiritual nourishment and physical nourishment. How many of you go without a meal? I don't see anybody yelling, shouting. Because he provides daily. We worry about next week. Right? What are we going to do next week? Da, da, da. And God's going, I'm here. I've got you daily. In the desert, he provided manna daily. They didn't wonder, I wonder if we're going to eat today. They got manna every day. In fact, they weren't allowed to save it, right? They weren't allowed to do that. It's spoiled. So we have to trust him. That's what that's about. Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, God's saying, sure, no problem. Trust me. What I need for today. We're going somewhere, so stay with us, amen? Psalm 72, the last part of the verse, 15b. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. Daily, he's talking about praise, and daily, he's talking about prayer. Fill the bank, there is prayer and praise Daily. Look at that. Continually, daily. Say daily. Daily, daily, daily. He shall be praised. And there should be prayer. Now, I want to just point something out about praise in the Hebrew there. The, The Hebrew translation, one of the things that the Jewish alphabet does is they give you images, picture images, amen, for their words. So the image for the word praise in this particular place is a uh, pruning sickle. It's that big hook sickle and it cuts off stuff. So when you praise God, when you begin to praise him continually, daily, He cuts away something. How many of you got some stuff that you need God to cut away? How many of you would prefer he do it while you're praising? It doesn't hurt so bad. So while you're praising God, he's cutting away stuff. He's bringing you, as you are praising, as you are worshiping, he's bringing you to a place of repentance. Does that make sense? So he's getting rid of this stuff, putting you in a position as you prayer and praise daily to keep cutting away stuff so that you don't even know yourself six months from now. People are like, wow, you've changed. Because that prayer and that praise change you. Now I gave you a prayer tonight. Because I really thought this was a great prayer. I found it. And I thought, wow, this is good. When we, we are right now in that season of Lent, preparing for 
the resurrection day, right? Some denominations just experienced Ash Wednesday. So we're in that right now where we are in that season of preparation. Make sure you are daily praying and praising because look at what it says right there. It's a prayer to refocus. Every day, praise and prayer makes you refocus, makes you get your eyes back on track of what you are supposed to be doing as a Christian. And don't get caught up in the busy running here, there, and everywhere. Does that make sense? So he can cut away junk. And I'm not talking about just prayer at meals. Amen. <laughs> okay. And you can praise God as you're getting ready in the morning. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. I bless this day. Thank you, Father. I praise your name. I worship you, Lord. I honor you. As you're walking. So he's talking about oral praise here. Okay? You're God's people. Yeah. You're his chosen. Yeah. You're the apple of his eye. Yeah. You're special to him. And he knows how to load you up with benefits if you apply these things daily. Now, fill in the blank there is sing and praise, but the next verse is interesting. That, that, I'm sorry, that's, that's prayer and praise. Next one is sing praise. The verse before this was, fill in the blank, was prayer, prayer and praise. Now we're talking about singing praise, like we do in church. You can do it at home. Do it on your iPhone. Yeah. Look at this. So I will sing praise. Now, the verse before this was just praising the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glorify your name. Honor you. I bless you, Father. I worship you. You are my Jehovah. You are Jireh. You're Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace. That's praising him with your mouth. This verse is singing praise. But what does he say to do it? That I may daily, daily perform my vow. I think David was a smart man. How about you? I think we can learn some things from David. And we have to stop saying, I just don't have the time. I just don't feel God wants me to do this. How can you say that God doesn't want you to do what he already tells you? Put it back up. What he wants you to do daily. 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 He wants you to sing songs. Not just orally praise him. He wants that too. He wants you to sing songs. Sing praise. David said, so that I may perform my vow or my promise or my commitment to God. David made a commitment to praise God every day. For some of us, nobody here, but very few here, we have to get the TV off. Got to get the social media off. That's why we don't have the time. I want the benefits daily. Then I have to apply these things daily. You don't have to question God about what he's already asked you to do daily. Why should I ask God when he's already told me what to do daily? Why should I have a peace about it? Why should I feel led? When he's already said do it daily. Next verse. Praise the Lord. This has an interesting translation. Psalm 86 and 3. I'll read the King James first and then the, another version. Go ahead, Cheryl. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Mm. Fill in the blank there is cry. cry. Now this is interesting. Because we automatically think, cry. What am I supposed to do? Crumble before the Lord every day, sobbing, crying. No. That translates also to call on him constantly. How about that? 
when you're crying out, calling on him constantly. How many of you remember the story in the word about the woman with the unjust judge? And he finally answered her because she drove him crazy. Now, I'm not suggesting we drive God crazy. But when you are constantly before the Lord, calling out to him, God, help me, help me, he hears you. He hears every word. And how many of you want to be a familiar voice in God's ear? Not, oh, here I am today, God. I haven't talked to you since last year. <laughs> right? All right, look at this. For I cry unto now. thee daily. Now, look at, listen to this in another version, the Passion Translation. All right. It says, Lord God, hear my constant cry for help. Show me your favor and bring me to your fountain of grace. Amen. Amen. How many of you need God's grace every day? I, every morning I cry out for God's grace, mercy, cleansing, healing, restoration, visitation, habitation. I just ask him for all of it constantly. And then when we miss it, that's a great opportunity to say, help, God, help. Because he wants us to depend on him. What do you do when your kid, or if when your kid was little, what would you do the minute they start crying? Run and go grab them. What's going on? You okay? And that's what he does. He hears your cry. He hears your plea. He hears your prayer. And he's right there going, what's up? What's going on? Here, let me help. Because he's your daddy. All right. Psalm 88, verse 9. Now, those blanks are stretch out hands. My eyes mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily, daily. We're looking at this word daily, what he wants you to do daily. I have called daily upon thee. That's prayer. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Now, that can be like this. That can be like this. They can be like this. It's an attitude and a posture of your heart. That's the Hebrew understanding of the word. Yeah, it's not an exercise. <laughs> you know, uh, it bothers me sometimes in my spirit when Pastor Eric is leading us in worship and he has to say to us, come on, lift your hands. Why? Why do we have to be told... He, he, Lift our hands. Why do we have to, why does he have to say to us, come on, come on, lift your hands. Lift our hands out of desperation, crying out to God. That's what that means. We are lifting our hands out of a desperate heart. We need you, God. I've shared this before, but let me share you. Let me show you, let me show you a subtle rebellion. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Says Pastor Eric, you do this. You do this. You do this. <coughs> He'll say it two, three times. Let's lift our hands. Let's praise the Lord. Now I know it takes a little while to get used to, uh, but it's something God wants you to do. Now I, I didn't have time to prep you for this, but you know the routine. I've shared this before. Oh yeah. yeah. Put your hands down. This is an act of your will. Let me show you. Lifting your hands up before the Lord. I don't feel comfortable. I, I, I just, it's, it's awkward. If he says lift your hands, lift your hands. I can get her to lift her hands. Watch, you ready? I come up behind her, I'm a robber. Stick your hands up or I'll blow your brains out. Oh, she just took her hands up. She didn't have to feel led. She didn't feel comfortable about it. But she got her hands up. I didn't have to pray about it. You didn't have to pray about it. 
next know, one. He wants you to lift your hands, and he's not telling you to do something you shouldn't do. Praise, worship, get your hands up. Get into a posture of desperation toward God. You know, early morning I get up sometimes, and I just put the, usually every day I get up real early. And some part of my devotions, part of them, is I put some praise music on. And I'll put the praise music on, I'll lift my hands up and just tell them how much I love them. Ask him to forgive me for the day and for yesterday and talk about to him. And lift my hands up and just praise him. Sometimes I lift up one hand. So I lift up both hands. But it says, outstretched arms, do it what? Daily. Daily. You know, I'm, when my little grandson comes and the I first thing he arms. does when he gets near me is lifts his hands. He wants me to lift him up. How many of you want God to lift you up? I do. Awesome. Things that you can do daily that will help you grow in God and bless the Lord. That's right. Amen. Proverbs 8, 34. Four first. And then 30. Blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily. Say watching. At my gates, waiting at the post of my door, say, watching daily. Now go back up to verse 30. Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing, rejoicing always before him. Say daily, daily. Rejoicing. rejoicing. Fill the blanks there is, amen, watching Rejoicing. Amen? Now, what are we rejoicing in? His presence. What are we watching? We're waiting on God. We want God to move. We want God to reveal himself to us. How many of you get excited when you sense the presence of the Lord? I just love that. In my car, in my bedroom, in my in the sanctuary, in my office. You know, I was at the table this morning having an early morning coffee and just praying, and I just felt like he hugged me. That's awesome. And that's what we wait on, we watch for. You know, we want God to move. So that's daily. I don't, I don't wait to come into the church service. I want God to move every day of my life. This watching and waiting here involves listening. Look at this in the TPT version, the Passion Translation. Just read the first verse. If you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I'll say. Put your hand on your ear. Wiggle your ear. Say, I'm listening, Lord. Listening. I hear you daily. There comes a time after you pray, after you've worshipped, before after you've studied your word, where you just sit quietly and listen to him. Listen to the thoughts in your mind. That small voice, still voice within. That's how you get to know God. Through the small, still voice within. And that comes from sitting and listening Daily. Amen. Amen. Acts 17, 11. We're looking at daily things. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether these things were so. Say, search the scriptures daily. The blanks are search scriptures. This now, is something every day of your life. You study the word. It's not just, you know, turn around, listen to it, and go on. Study the scriptures. It doesn't mean just read a passage and 
I did my chapter today. Off I go. No. Study. Meditate. Ponder. Think about. Apply. Go ahead, Joe. In the Hebrew, that translated something interesting. As we, I read that scripture, it said to be open-minded to the truth, seeking the truth. So we search the scriptures because we want truth. Now, we don't go interpret what we think the scriptures say, right? We don't bend it to where we make it say what we want it to say. But we seek the truth. And so we don't take whatever anyone says easily. So, especially... Take my mic. We don't just have someone teach us something and then we say, okay, I believe that. We need to take that, go home and study it. Search the scriptures. Because there's a lot of crazy winds of doctrine out there. Okay? I was talking to uh, someone the other day and, you know, I, they said, well, what, what do you what do you feel like you're, you're called to preach about? I said, well, I really preach a lot on the blood and holiness and living right. And that. And they go, oh, that wouldn't attract my people at all. <laughs> okay. Like, I care if they're attracted. How many of you hear what I'm saying, though? So we go looking for stuff that we can feed people that attracts them? No. I want people to go search that word. I want them to search the word and not just believe everything that's spoken to them. Because we have to be learners. How can we tell others the gospel, but we don't even know what the gospel says? You know, when I got saved, I was 16 years old. I taught ballet in a studio to little babies, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. And I'll never forget, because I grew up in a denomination that I loved the Lord, but we didn't, you know, the focus was not put on us to study the word. We were spoken to, and we weren't allowed to touch the word. Yes. So when that night as I was closing up, and uh, praise the Lord, as I was closing up the studio, and the owner came in, and he was getting ready to leave too, and he said to me, Cheryl, do you want to be saved? And I'd never heard that word. And I looked at him and I said, well, from what? And he just looked at me like, are you really serious? I said, well, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, do you want to die one day and know that you'll be with the Lord? And I said, well, I love Jesus with my whole heart. He said, well, you can know it. You can be saved. And he took me to the scripture. He said, look at John 3.16. I'd never even known that John had a 3.16. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Man, after that night, I got saved. I went out the next day and bought a Bible. Because I wanted to know what that word said. How many of you hear what I'm saying? We get saved and we go on with God and then we kind of get lax and we don't even read the word. Yeah. Well, I prayed today, but did you get quality time in the word? Well, I read a chapter today. No. Did you get quality time in the word? Did you meditate? Did you ponder? Did you think? Did you look at? Did you study? See? What does it say? Put that verse back up on there. Daily. This is what he's required of you. Search the scriptures what? You don't got to pray about it. You don't got to think about it. You don't got to feel led. You don't got to have a peace about it. He's already asked you to do that. 
All you got to do is what? Let me me give you another word that some people like to hear. All you got to do is obey and submit to the word that he's already told you about. Thank God for mercy and grace because I had to learn to get here. Amen? And he give us mercy and grace. Next one, please. Hebrews 3.13. Say daily. All right, that blank is encourage. Or exhort. Look at this. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. There's that word. Daily. Exhort, encourage, daily. It also means one of the ways to look at that is warn. Warn one another. Now that doesn't mean warn like danger, danger. It means warn like, hey, are you living holy? Hey, friend, brother, sister, are you reading your word every day? Are you living this walk? Just exhorting, warning, a gentle warning like, man, we don't got a lot of time. How many of you believe that, especially since this last year? You can see we're in the end times. You can see we're getting closer and closer. How many of you ever lived through what we went all through in 2020? How many of you would say, wow, that was a weird experience? Never did that before. Because we're going to see more of the end time signs. Because we need to live holy. We need to walk this walk every day. But we need to encourage one another. Hey, is there anything I can pray with you for? Is there anything I can pray for you for so that you are successful in your walk? We're to do that every day. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. We're looking at daily what the Holy Spirit wants us to do every day of our life. I got to work a 12, 15 hour day every day of our life. You know, uh, I'll give you a little practical example of where we all need to be. And I haven't arrived yet either, but we're the commitment we need to the Lord. Amen. I protest by rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, because our Lord, I die daily. Say, I I die die daily. daily. Say, I I die die daily. Some of you die in your marriages to your mates. Some of you die on your jobs. Some of you die with your children. We're talking here about the death of the self-life. Take your hand, pretend you got a knife in it, and jab yourself. Say, I die daily. Stab yourself. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. Go ahead, Cheryl. Sounds a little violent to me. Okay. Dying daily. How many of you just find you just got to lay down you every day? Sometimes God's got to say to us, hello, is this is so not all about you. Because we whine to God. God, it's not fair. God, they hurt my feelings. And God's like, so? Toughen up. Die daily. Don't look so much at what's happening to you, but God, how can I change so that they don't bother me? So that I don't react, I I respond in love. Somebody cuts you off on the road. Do you 
call them everything but nice? Or do you say, bless them, Lord? Bless them, man. They're in a Bless them, Lord. Bless them. And that's okay, too. It's better than cussing them out. Yes. Right? But you just bless them and, you know, some, the other day, man, this woman was like right on my back end. So I just kept driving because I was driving the speed limit and she whizzed around me and gave me an ugly look and I said, honey, bless you because you must got to get somewhere ahead of me. Okay. Sometimes I bless them like this. I bless them, Lord. I bless them. But you got to die to that junk. Die to self. Die to what you want. Well, what about me? God's got you. See, it gets back to that same old thing. Who's in control? Hashem is in control. Right? So if he's in control, nothing that you have to go through, nothing that he asks of you is going to be too much. You can die to that thing. Now, I want to dispel a truth here. I want to dispel a lie in the body of Christ. And I believe in a blessing God. How about you? I know a God that heals, that provides daily for me. Amen? But somehow we think that we don't have to suffer. Now watch here, now watch this. Jesus died for your sins on Calvary? Yes, he did. He died for your healing on Calvary? And then they go one step more and say he died so you don't have to suffer. And somehow we get that in the back of our mind, especially in Pentecostal churches, that he bore our suffering. <coughs> now I know what Isaiah says. But he bore these things so we can walk in a carefree life. That we don't have to suffer. If you study the Bible and the New Testament and Paul's life, bearing your cross is part of it. Yes, he's a God that heals. Yes, he's a God that provides. Yes, he's a God that blesses. I want them all, Lord. But there's a part somewhere in your Christian walk you're going to suffer. Amen? Now, let's look at this. This is daily Especially this works in marriages, this one. Daily. This next verse. Everybody say daily. Daily. Y'all know the verse. And he said to them all. Is that some or few? All. If any man or woman will come after me, in other words, you're saved and follow me, let him deny himself or herself and take up their or his or her cross daily and follow me. Take up the cross what? I don't have a peace about it. I don't feel comfortable. That's just not God. That wouldn't cause me to suffer. He's called me to be blessed. He bore my, I'm at Calvary. I don't have to suffer. I walk in the blessings. Come on. Look at the scriptures. Look at what they say. Yes, God is a blessing God. Yes, God loves you. God forgives you. God cares about you. God gives you grace. God gives you mercy. But if you think you're going to walk around without a cross, you've missed it. Everyone has a cross. And you're called to carry it daily. 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 Not once a week. Not once in a while. How often do you say to bear your cross? I know this ain't hurrah preaching, but I'm trying to give you truth tonight and make a deposit within you of what God is requiring of you daily. Because I want to know. When I get up tomorrow morning, what do you want me to do? Amen. The interesting thing that I found in studying the scripture was 
Another translation said to give up your way. Give up what you want. Give up. But we live, that's the problem in the Western church. We live in a Burger King mentality. Have it your way. But that's not the Bible. He says you got to take up your cross daily. You don't get your way. You don't get pickles, onions, lettuce, tomato. You get whatever God is saying. And I often thought, people that say, well, God wants me blessed. God wants me to prosper. I can have what I say, and that mountain's got to move. And they take those scriptures, and it all sounds good. But my first thought is, okay, how do you preach that to the underground church? I wonder who's preaching that message over in the underground church in North Korea. That's always what goes through my mind. Or how are they preaching that message in China, in one of the underground churches, where if they're found with a Bible or a page of the Bible, they're killed or they're beaten or they're tortured. Their churches are being shut down and they're having to remove a cross, anything that shows a cross. But how does that translate to them? Well, God wants me blessed. God wants to prosper me. You know, we got to understand this is not, you know, they don't got Burger King over there. We have to understand we've got a cross to bear. And we should be saying, Jesus, let me just glorify your name with whatever the cross is I got to take. I just want to glorify you. I want to be able to hear you say when I stand before you, and I've carried my cross. Good job. You did it. Good job. How many of you hear me? Whatever your cross is, grab someone and have a prayer partner. Let them pray with you. Whatever your cross is, don't murmur and complain. Say, God, you knew I was going to carry this. So let's get it going here. Some of us bear our crosses on our jobs. Some of us bear our crosses in our marriages. Some of us bear our crosses in our family members, children, our grandchildren. We have different crosses. But God is a gracious and merciful God. And he will forgive us. He loves us. And he accepts us just the way we are. But he wants us in a mode of change to daily line up with him in the things that he wants. The last one. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Aha. What are those blanks there? S- say one accord. one accord. Say praising God. Praising God. Breaking bread. Yeah. Every day of our lives, sometimes twice a day, and sometimes three times a day, I take communion. I have a little cup with a cracker, but I might grab some water, piece of bread. But every day, we take communion, at least once. I break bread. Uh, I consider the communion table as a point of remembering what he's done for me and as a point of warfare. I would encourage you, as a shepherd here, I believe that you're the priest of your home. I believe that you can take communion, you and God alone. In fact, I release you that permission to do that. You don't need my approval to take communion at home with you and God. I know some denominations, only the leader can take communion or serve communion, or they do it once a month. And just the pastors and the deacons or whatever, the deacon board, here, go for it, all of you. Take off that 
grape juice and egg cracker. If you don't have it, bread and water. And sit down and it's a symbol. And remember what God has done for you. And strengthen yourself. These are the things that if you apply that, being in one accord in unity, one mind, you know, God drives a Honda because he wants us all in what? One accord. Amen. But remember that he wants us to think the same, to line up, to be in unity of the same mindset. And as we apply these things daily, we will see our life reap the benefits and the blessings of God. I know a God that blesses his people. And if we'll pray every day, we'll study the scriptures every day, we'll sing praises and then praise them orally. Amen. Sometimes I get up in the morning on my way to the shower and praising him orally. Then later I'll sing praise. As you sing praise, as you praise him throughout the day, sometimes through the day I go through and I'll say, Jesus, Jesus, I trust you, Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus, Jesus. Just while I'm walking around. If you continue to keep that praise in your mouth, it's hard to sin. I've been down that road as a Christian. As a Christian, I've been down that road. And when you feel bad when you sin, that's a good sign. When you feel miserable when you sin, that's good. That shows you the Holy Spirit is still working in your life. That's right. When you say something you shouldn't say, act a certain way, and you feel guilty about it. That's good. That's a sign that the Holy Spirit is working in your life. When a Christian can sin and not feel guilty about it, I get concerned. And they can sin over and over and over. That says something. See, all of us have a testimony of what God has done. But I know one thing. If you will apply these things daily to your life, you'll have increased benefits in your life, increased blessings in your life, and you'll be doing what the Word says. How many know that God blesses the Word? And I only bring this Word to you tonight to encourage you to make some changes, to put some quality time aside every day with God, to pray, to read, to study the Scriptures. Amen? When you live the sheet daily. What God showed me in Acts chapter 2 there. People were worshiping together. They were eating meals together. They were fellowshipping. See, it doesn't mean that you keep yourself separate from sinners. But what it means is you surround yourself with believers to encourage you, to root you on. When you are doing this stuff daily, you attract others. You attract people to you. And what begins to happen is, is you are faithful to keep pressing into God, to keep daily doing this stuff. Look what it said in verse 47. And God added to the church. Why? Because people are attracted to the presence of the Lord. Uh, Pastor Trish was sharing with me yesterday that she had gone into the grocery store to run in quick and grab some things and she had to leave quick. So there was this woman and she was, you know, kind of in her way with her cart in the aisle. So uh, Dr. Trish just said, well, I just thought I'd wait a second until she got what she needed. And she said, the woman turned around and said, I'm so sorry I was blocking your way. And she began to move her cart. She said, it's just... My sister's in the hospital, and she's not well, and they think she might die, and I just had to get a few groceries. Who does that? Who turns around and tells you their life history like that? But Trish jumped on it, and she said, oh, she said, why is your sister in the hospital, and blah, blah, blah. And before long, the woman said, she was just sobbing, and Trish said, can I pray for you? And the woman said, oh, my God, that would be wonderful. And she said, man, I went to town. I laid hands on her shoulder, and I just bound, rebuked, cast out, prayed. And she goes, when I got done, that woman was like, thank you. And she says, 
I just know my sister's going to be okay. She, and Trish says, I know she is too. And she says when she got out to the parking lot, she says she was rolling her cart to her car, and the woman drove by and just tapped on the window at her and looked at her and said, Wow. See, you attract. You attract people when you live this stuff daily. Amen? You had a couple prophecies you were going to read tonight. I don't have them. You don't have them in the office? <coughs> Next week, I think. What? Not here. I don't have them. Okay. All right, let us pray tonight. Amen. I hope tonight is encourage you to make some changes in your life. That, that's the whole purpose, is that you come to a place of decision. To say, hey, there's something on this list I need to change. And I say it with mercy and grace, and that we love you. We love our evangel people here. We want the best for you. And I know that if you apply these things, you'll reap the best. These are things daily he wants you to do. So I would encourage you to put aside everything else and make it these your daily habits. Lift your hands up in the morning. Lord, I lift my hands up to you. Praise you. I'm doing this daily. Look at me. Bye. Put it down. I praise you this morning. I worship you. I glorify you, Lord, according to the daily. Use it as a routine to get going. Take your Bible out. Sit down. Study it. Not just read it, but study it. Well, I don't know how to study the Bible. I'll tell you an easy way, a quick way. Read the Bible verse, the King James verses. Read it in five or six other versions. You'll get the meaning of that verse. I'll cross-reference a verse in five, six, seven versions sometimes. Boy, by the time you get to the fifth or sixth version, American Standard, Good News Bible Translation, why the King James is the best. Praise the Lord. Jesus didn't speak King Jimmy, did he? Amen? But... The Amplified, New Living Translation. As you study it in different versions, it brings a flavor. Right. And the Holy Spirit will bring understanding to you. You're allowing Scripture to interpret Scripture. When I read a commentary, I read a man's opinion and his revelation at that time. When I read a book about the Bible, that's good. There's many good books out there. But I get that person's revelation at that time. When I read the Bible in different versions, I let Scripture interpret what? Scripture. Let the Holy Spirit, as I'm reading, will bring things to my mind. It'll pop out. Oh, I didn't see that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ah, ooh. That's the Holy Spirit teaching you. Yes. Amen? Let's pray tonight. Some of, some of you here would say, Dr. Jerry, I, I need to make that fresh commitment to daily do some things. Pray with me, all of you, out loud. Let's make that fresh commitment. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus you, know my schedule. you know my schedule. You know my work. <coughs> you know what I have to do every day. But you know I want to be obedient to the Bible, to the Word of God. So tonight, I thank you for mercy and grace and dying for me and rising from the dead. You are my Lord and my Savior, and my God. Jesus is Jehovah in human form. Thank you once again, Lord, as I rededicate and recommit my life to my Lord and Savior. Amen. Now we're going to dance. How's that sound? Anybody here got a testimony? Anybody? Amen. Amen. Got a testimony? Are we ready? We got a testimony. Stand to your feet, if you'd like, and get your toe-tapping shoes on. And I believe we got a testimony here. Amen? And we might have some time.